Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Today's episode is Other Duties as Assigned. I'm the IT person, not your personal assistant. Uh, We've had a lot of experience with that, haven't we? Unfortunately, this is one of those topics that's very touchy, I think, for me and for Victor being in the field for so long. And pretty much any IT person you talk to is going to have, have at least one or two stories about this. Uh, especially if you've been in, in mid-sized uh, to small companies, right? Because when you get into the bigger firms or organizations, uh, they, they buy the work. Yeah. Uh, and what we want to do today with everyone is we want to discuss you know, the frustrations of being in, in an IT department or being the only person in the division um, and having to hang all the pictures in the office, do office moves, you know, it's almost like you're the, the catch-all. Hey, who's supposed to do this? Just give it to IT. They'll take care of it. Well, you, you, you're pretty good at hanging pictures. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I have experience at my house, but, you know, I don't really want to do that for my job. So <laughs> right. there's nothing wrong with that, but just yeah. don't want to do that. Who was that guy that uh, asked you to hang a picture for him or something like that? And, but he was in the office yeah, he wasn't I, doing anything. I, I, I get a I get a call um, from some, uh, from a from one of our end users, and they tell me, "Hey, you know, can you come up here and help me with something?" So I was like, "You know, okay, I'll be up in a minute. I got to finish up what I'm doing." So I head up after that, and the, the person's like, "I need this picture hung," and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, "So this picture here, it's like a really small picture," and I'm like, "Okay, well, why don't you hang it?" And he's like, wasn't well, that your job? I'm like, absolutely not my job. I was like, you know, there, I said, here's a hammer, here's nails, bring it back when you're done, and left. And well, maybe he was sitting back and looking at you hanging a picture and look, <laughs> looking at other stuff. Who well, knows you know, that? hey, you know, I, I can't help it. That, you know, that's what he wants, but you know, that, that's not my job. <laughs> and don't look at that. You are a handsome man. <laughs> well, well, thank anyway, you, the other one, The other one was, I remember also always being asked to move furniture. And uh, that also was an issue because that actually takes a lot of time. Oh, absolutely. And it was always, you know, I, I guess the perception was we're not busy and that's what we're going to talk about. But yeah, you know, you, hey, go get the IT guys. No, their phone's not ringing. They can do this. And again, it's just, it gets to be so frustrating from that standpoint. And again, every, every IT person I've ever talked to has always had a story about this and always had this as a, a level of frustration. Like we're looked upon as not professionals and just, hey, it's like, you know, that weird guy that sits down in the basement on this computer, he could take care of this for us. Right, and that, that reminds me, I'm talking about frustration, of the story of one of our techs who actually went up and was asked to move something, moved it, and complained to the CEO that this wasn't his job, and then he quit. Uh, remember yeah, that, yeah, Greg? that was, uh, <laughs> and I remember getting, a, you know, I went into the CEO's office because the guy, the, uh, our employee came back out and said, I, I quit and just left, and I went to the CEO's office, I'm like, what just happened? He, he, he just quit. He's like, what? And the CEO didn't even realize he quit. He just said, I thought he got upset, so he was leaving for the day. And I was like, I told him that's fine. But he ended up quitting, so, which wasn't a bad thing either because we were having issues with that guy yeah, already, that guy, so it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Wasn't, he wasn't that good. <laughs> I remember him troubleshooting something, but we'll go into that in another show. He something. was good at making candles, though, so yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> Very sensitive, but that's okay. And maybe that's why he quit. But anyway, I mean, why would you say this happens, Greg? Yeah, I mean, uh, we we looked at when this started happening, and you know, I was getting frustrated. But you know, you pick your battles when you're also working with upper management. So I was trying to figure out how do I address this, and I stepped back and I looked at it. You know, it's cheesy, but I looked at it as an opportunity because I, I realized that the reason they're asking us these to do these things is because they don't think that we're busy. They're not trying to be 
you know, mean or really dump stuff on us. They think that IT is not busy. They're not on the call with someone and they can help us do this stuff. Because why are we going to pay someone else when we've got people sitting here doing nothing? Well, I also, I also think that it has to do with the fact that most of the time we're a cost center, right? So yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to take people from their professional as sometimes they classify it, you know, they're making money to make them stop and do something else. Yeah. From, from their main service lines, right? Their exactly. core, yes. uh, core services. So they pull up, pull us, but what they don't understand is that we're supporting those core services. So and when, yeah, if when during, we're not working, they're not working. Yeah. And when you're pulling us from it, you're pulling us from the help desk. You're pulling us from a problem on the server to do something that's really that not, not that important. You know, it's not mission critical that a desk gets moved at this moment in time. Right. And also, they don't look at it as the fact that IT people are expensive. I mean, even staff, level one with one year of support around this area, you know, you, you start them at, at least 40000 if not more now. I'm talking about, you know, five years ago. Yeah. So, oh, and just so you know, the area we're in the D.C. metropolitan area. Oh, that's right. I forget. We didn't I, tell them that before, so we should probably you know, say I, I'm omnipresent, so, you know, I think I'm <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so anyhow, we, I, I view this as, you know, I, I try to think to people, you know, they, they want to be useful and they want to make use of their money, you know, as an owner. So I understood from their standpoint. So I realized I need to do a better job at showing them why we're more valuable to them not moving stuff versus moving stuff. Right. Well, and, and how do how did we start doing that? Well, the, the first thing was, is that, um, you know, I sat on obviously with Victor and had a conversation like, how do we do this? Because we it was very not demoralizing, but demotivating to our people to realize, oh boy, we're having to move. That means we got to do this, which is going to basically, when they're doing stuff during the day, that means they have to come in at night to finish up the work they're supposed to be doing. So we sat down and you know, kind of listed out the issues that we were having and tried to figure out how do, we, how do we prevent this from happening? And to business people, it's all about money. It's like Victor had said, we were a cost center. Um, so they were already paying us and they were thought we were just sitting there. So they're like, let's just make use of this money that's sitting there not doing anything for us. So the way we combated the problem was we looked into our help desk and we were getting statistics out of the help desk and we were fortunate at this point to have one. I know some smaller businesses or even midsize don't have a formalized help desk. Um, we'll get into more of that on a different episode about you know, help desk management and what to look for. But we were able to get statistics out of this help desk to make use of that case, to show here's a list of users or here's a list of people that we have and here's what they're actually doing on a regular basis. Right, and statistics that mattered, hopefully, to the executives, right? Yeah, because it's showing, it's showing, like Victor said, we might be a cost center, but we're supporting the people making the money. So if we're doing, whatever, 20 tickets a day, if these people didn't get help, would they be billable? And they were able to determine that, not only because we could break it out, again, we'll get into the details later, but by level, by, by department, by whatever they wanted, because we had all, the, all that information. So Right. We also listed projects, right? Stuff that we were doing that... Uh, uh, it, they weren't necessarily help desk tickets, but it, there were things that needed to be done to get IT moving and in the right direction and support the departments that needed support. Because a lot of times you get asked to do stuff by other departments and the CEO doesn't know about it, right? Yeah, the, exactly. the operations VP, whoever's over us, yeah. doesn't know about it. So we have to keep everybody informed. That way they re reprioritize and all that. But the point is, again, Making sure that they understood that we're doing work. Yeah. You know, you pull us out from this, it's fine. We'll cooperate, but this is what happens. This, this is the result. Well, this is the cost to you as an owner. This is what it's going to cost you. The other thing we should have probably mentioned, the first thing was, is really getting into explaining how IT operates. And, 
And from that, it can be multiple things. It could be anything from the service catalog, which basically is the list of services IT is offering to the business, to different operating agreements that we have with the business, meaning we're going to provide this service in this time frame. And when you call up, we're going to address it like this. And we come up with those by working in conjunction with the business and the business units. But if you pull us from that, we're not going to be able to meet our, our, our um, SLAs and our agreements. So something else is going to fail. So you can't get mad at us for not meeting an agreement when you pulled us to do something that wasn't even a service that we're going to offer to you guys. Right. Well, and this, all these things that we're mentioning make it so the decision uh, from the owner is it's, it's a little more black and white, right? Yeah. It's a little easier for them to say, oh, I get it. It turns into a, it turns into a truly a business decision. You want to make me hang that picture? Here's the, value, here's the cost to you. Right. And they start to think about, like, like Victor said, is, you know, we're not want me hanging a picture and this is what it's going to cost you or hire hire an admin person or hire a company that comes in to do that moving moving company whatever that can handle that stuff at a much cheaper rate and it, the, the point again is going back to show them what it's going to cost them and let them make the call right and in the contrary to that is saying i'm busy everybody's busy yeah you can't go to an owner and say i'm busy that owner he or she is doing a million things at the same time to get the business going. They're working, you know, 18-hour days. Yeah. So when you go to them and say you're busy, they're not going to look at it as favorably as if you show them stats. It's right? yeah, like Victor said, you never we we had that in, issue one time where we had a person sitting there complaining in front of us and also a couple of users during tax season that you know, they had to work they had a long day already and Victor would Richard did it very skillfully. He explained to them, listen, you worked eight, nine hours today. This other person standing here has worked 12. So we're here for the business. You know, you need to just basically do it. Yeah, so the next time you complain about that, you can be free for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you might have all the time in the world at that point. So. Right. <laughs> so, so in general, I would say is that we resolved that problem by showing them, this is what I'm doing for you anyway. Yeah. If you want to reprioritize that, that's on you. But the point is, going back to the title of the show, is that other duties as assigned, we also realize that that needs to be a little uh, specified a little better yeah. in the job descriptions and and how other people see what we do. Correct. Yeah, and and like and like you were saying, I mean, it goes back to the whole thing point from before, is when you sit down and you actually explain stuff to people because they don't know you're there because if they understood IT, they wouldn't need an IT person. You're there for that purpose. If you explain it to them in a manner they understand, and you know we're going to get into this again in other episodes, almost all the episodes, it's going to be about, again, merging the two, having business understand technology to a degree and having technology understand the business. And that's what it's all about. It's coming to that agreement and letting them know, I can do this, but it's going to cost you this. And most of the time, like I said, our boss wasn't he was a very smart man, and he realized, yeah, I don't want to pay you guys to do this. That makes complete sense. I want to bring someone else in, and that's how we resolve the problem. You don't, there's different ways to do it. You don't want to start with being combative. You want to say, I want to help you, but this is what it's going to really cost you. Right. And all of this in the layer eight, right? All of this layer falls eight. into the layer eight because everything else to a technician is easy. Dealing with these issues, it's, it's puzzling to you, right? Because uh, te technicians, we are more black and white. You know, more something logical, works yeah. this way. It was designed this way. That's the way it should work. And that's it. You throw in all these variables and how to deal with them. And, and this is why these shows are so important, not just for technicians, but for executives too. So you can see where, we, where we're coming from, from the technical yeah. side. And like I said, it's, 
and from the technical side, we view it, you know, because I was on the tech- technical side before, before I moved into management, I viewed it as they just think I'm worthless. I'm just sitting here. They're just going to give me some grunt work to do that's ridiculous. And it, it was not demeaning, but it was just demotivating. And, you know, the owners need to understand, yes, I understand that you guys are very highly skilled and treat them as such. I mean, treat them as just, I mean, like I said, we support the business. Without us, the business can't, is, can't operate, plain and simple. Right. I mean, obviously, without the business, we don't have a job. So it's that it's that partnership that we work with. Right, exactly. So should we go into the roundup now, Greg, to let people know what tools to use Yeah. Uh, to make this, uh, to be successful at this? Why don't you get into start, uh, Dealing with this? Well, I guess the first thing is telling management what IT does. And there are some tools that you can use, like the service catalog, which we can get into more detail in, in another show. Maybe we would label the show mm-hmm. service catalog so people can look for it. And also, we would call it operational level agreements. And that's really setting up expectations. What to expect about, from our service. Mm-hmm. You tell them uh, what to expect. You tell them what you do. And they'll become a little more understanding when it comes to assigning resources to you and giving you the right budget and things like that. What's the next one you would say? Well, right? and, and like Richard said too, is it's, it's getting that expectation set up before any issues come up. And that's what you always want. You want to resolve them before they even start. So you can always reference that saying... I'd like to be able to help you, but I can't do that right now. Right. Uh, the next one I would say is really the, the keeping the stats. With that, you need to get into it. You need a help desk system. You need some way to measure what you're doing on a regular basis. Saying that you're busy ain't going to cut it. You need to specify what you're doing. That you know, The help desk system is going to help you in so many other different facets of the IT realm. It's amazing. But for this point of it, it's showing them, yes, I'm doing X, Y, and Z on a regular basis. And so that management can look at it and... And most of the time, they're going to be shocked at how many calls you get on a day or how much time is put into stuff. So right. that, that would be the next tool that you would need. But again, it's communications with management. Right. And the beauty of that is that ties into the first one because you base those stats on the expectation that you gave them. Yeah. And then you can show them if you're meeting them or exceeding them, yeah. hopefully. Right. Uh, so in the third one is keeping them informed. Right. Yeah. Keep- it gets into anything from not just with those stats because... You know, again, small company, you're not going to have it broken out by division. You can have it broken out by person, but then you get into people might not want to see that. Mm. Um, but it, it, it's also letting them know when you have a project. You know, here again, here's we're doing IT and we have these projects in, in the pipeline that we're doing. And so that people can see those projects and also see updates. It's not just, well, we plan at some point in the future to roll out this new software, this new piece of hardware. Here's where it is on our list. And even at that point, that, that also helps the communications because when you publish that, you know, maybe you don't have a department head group that you get together with because whether you're small or you just don't. But it also lets people know and it can bring up a discussion about, wait a minute, why is this project priority over this one? Good question. Let's meet on that. So that, again, you're trying to fix problems before they even, you're trying to address problems before they even become a problem. Right, right. So just so you, uh, all the audience remembers what we just said in the roundup, the three main things uh, to make this successful are Tell management what IT does, keep statistics on what IT is doing, and then keep them informed on what's going on, right? Would you say those are the three things, Greg? Yes, yes. Well, I hope everybody uh, in the audience learned uh, something from this podcast. I know I did. Yep. And we will talk to you guys next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.